delegate, delegate, delegate from John had a big, big success with country outfitters and a secondary offering when a big VC came in and bought uh, a basically 83 million bucks worth of the stock that company. It was called kind of country outfitters, acumen brands. He then took that money, launched an accelerator, did some other things, but now he's focused on a, uh, a company called engine e-commerce founded in 2017, raised some capital. They're focused on basically taking the tech they used at his first e-commerce brand and, and allowing anyone to use it at scale, especially in the new world we're in. So they've currently got two customers paying 2500 bucks a pop five grand in MRR hoping to do about three million in services here in 2018 and growing that monthly recurring revenue to about 88 grand a month or a million dollar run rate we'll check back in a year this is the top entrepreneurs podcast where founders share how they started their companies and got filthy rich or crash and burn each episode features revenue numbers customer counts, and other insider information that creates business news headlines. We went from a couple hundred thousand dollars to 2.7 million. I had no money when I started the company. It was $160 million, which is the size of many IPOs. We're bootstrapped. We have like 22,000 customers. With over 5 million downloads in a very short amount of time, major outlets like Inc. are calling us the fastest growing business show on iTunes. I'm your host, Nathan Latka, and here's today's episode. Hello, everyone. My guest today is John James. He's the co-founder and chief executive officer of Engine, a cloud-based e-commerce platform focused on creating the best experience for both merchants and consumers. He's a serial e-commerce entrepreneur, started his first business in his college dorm room in 1994, and financed his medical school education with the proceeds. Since then, he's built and sold multiple businesses, including Acumen Brands, a company that raised $100 million in venture capital as it grew to dominate the country, wear market in the late 2000s. John, are you ready to take us to the top? Let's do it. All right, how do you go from raising $100 million for country wear? I assume you mean like overalls and hats and things like that, and now you're doing e-commerce conversions. I tell you what, I mean, it was, it was mostly cowboy boots, and <laughs> it was just kind of the right place, right time. I've, I, I don't even own a pair of cowboy boots. Uh, I grew up in Arkansas, so I knew the demographic pretty well, and it was really just a data-driven story. Uh, we had about 20 different stores that we ran at Acumen Brands, and uh, the country outfitter was the one that just took off, believe it or not. So uh, by accident, believe it or not. So, so for people that don't know Acumen Brands, I mean, should they think about it like what kind of like Nasty Gal was, except you didn't fail? I mean, it's, it's e-commerce and clothing. Yeah, I mean, we what we had, we built our own software, we had our own fulfillment center, and um, used those two back end pieces to launch twenty different stores. So we had a uh, an outdoor retailer, we had a hunting and fishing. You're talking site. country we, out country outfitter was your big winner there, right? Yeah, but Country Outfitter was the one that was an outsized winner there. So we had 20 stores running, and then we look up one day and uh, realize that Country Outfitter is 90-plus percent of our revenue. So we abandoned the rest of them and uh, vertically integrated it. And, and that's when I left as CEO. When it ceased being a tech company, I was kind of over my head. I, I'm definitely not a uh, – uh, a redneck, as you would say, to to be selling cowboy boots. So it was, it was a bit of an odd couple, but pretty neat experience. What year did you leave? So I left, let's see, it was right, it was probably 18 months after the buyout. So I left in 20, in, uh, 2014. Okay. Um, 
And what had happened was we had built all these 20 stores and it was a Google centric model. So it was harvesting demand off of Google. So for cowboy boots, let's say there was 135,000 searches a month uh, for cowboy boots. But we looked over at Facebook and their nascent uh, platform for ads. I mean, you got to go back to uh, 011, 010. Facebook was just in its infancy as far as ads go. And there were 18 million people that figured out uh, that fit our demographic. And we were one of the first, if not the first, to figure out how to pull people off of Facebook uh, onto our platform and create demand rather than harvest demand. So it was a pretty neat time. So, that, I mean, obviously you then left after the 80, 83 million from Atlant- General Atlantic, right? I did. I did. Yeah. There, and they took out uh, our angel investors, our Series A, our Series B. They took a, uh, a lot of my shares out as well. So it was a, it was a great outcome, despite the fact that after uh, some of the founding team left, it didn't it didn't go super well. That was my question, right? So your your yeah. exit event, and this is important for all entrepreneurs. Your exit event in in that business was really that eighty three million because a lot of that was taken off second secondary, basically not going to operations. Yeah, most of that was secondary. In fact, the majority of it was. So, um, you, you know, depending on who you're t- talking to, it's it, it was a venture event or it was a uh, a secondary liquidity event. But um, I left a lot of my shares on the table and unfortunately wasn't able to uh, to, to get much out of those. So I, I think do it over again. You probably sell the whole business. It was um, it what was percent kind did of you a- sell for for the eighty three million? Uh, gosh, I can't remember the exact number. It, it was a, probably a third of my shares. Um, and then I, I, they took out every everybody else, though. So they took out the A and the B and the angel rounds. So what they it value great. it at? I mean, when they did that, though, what they value the company at? Like uh, 300 million, Three, 400? I think post, no, it wasn't quite that big. They took a majority stake in it. Uh, I think post money on it, and there was some money on the balance sheet. I think it was 157 and a half okay. uh, million post money. And what was that, when you left, what was the revenue? The, the trailing 12 months? Jeez. Um, you know, we were on a run rate before Facebook changed their algorithm over $100 million. And it, it dropped south of $100 million um, uh, during the uh, in between the time of the investment and when I left. So Why it, did it was, that it, Facebook change kill you I mean, or hurt you? Well, I mean, here you are. I mean, this is a good lesson. Um, so we had, what, nine, 9 million Facebook fans, I think, at our peak. And when you look at uh, the model and how it was, there was a ton of organic revenue coming in. So I think we had 56% reach when we'd post an organic uh, Facebook post. And literally overnight, over a span of about three different algorithm tweaks, that went to 0.5%. Jeez. So, I mean, yeah, so it, it crushed organic revenue. Luckily, we had pulled a lot of the um, uh, a lot of those fans into our email list. In fact, we had more email subscribers, 11 million email subscribers um, than we did Facebook fans. Yeah, you got 1.7 on Country Outfitters today, 1.7 million. Yeah, and then they went through and uh, and and changed who even uh, is on there. Uh, like, what constitutes a fan? Uh, I, I'm not sure exactly what 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 that is, but it's. Um, boy, it was a rough time. And so, you know, the advice and the learnings there is, you know, don't build your business on someone else's platform. Don't be Facebook's bitch. Don't be yep. Google's bitch. Uh, yep. Move it onto your own platform. And, you know, hard lessons learned there. So good. Well, I mean, so y- you could argue you played the timing then perfectly right. You, you got out <laughs> before things went south. 
Yeah, sadly, you're you're correct. Not my intent, obviously, or I would have sold all my shares. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, I, I look like, in hindsight, a, a genius on that transaction. But uh, no, not my intent. I, I stayed there for, for a long time. A lot of my friends still work there. And so it was a struggle to watch it. It was your baby, you know? Yeah. I mean, that was my, my thing. And it's, uh, it's, it's horrible seeing your baby die and you have no, the baby doesn't live with you, right? right. You have no control. Yeah. I mean, it was good. It was a stepping stone for me to re- really find my next venture. So I was, I worked hard for the next, uh, three years on a startup studio I had here. So I was trying to move entrepreneurship in, in Arkansas. Fayetteville? Yeah. in Fayetteville. Yeah. So we're next to the university and 10 minutes away from, uh, Walmart's headquarters. So pretty neat place. Uh, I think we're the 20th fastest growing MSA in the, in the U S what's so, MSA. Uh, metropolitan statistical area. So I think we'll move into the top hundred, uh, in in the next, uh, few months. So we're rapidly, rapidly growing, but there is no venture here. So if you look at our series a in 2009, it was the first one in Arkansas in over a decade. Hmm. Um, and that was a three and a half million dollar round. Then we raised our series B from Morrow Nosley, right? Uh, Nora Mosley. Yeah. Out of Atlanta. So that was a pretty, pretty neat deal. It was the front page headlines here in Arkansas, believe it or not. Um, uh, a small series, a funding. I mean, we, we were weird. We were unicorns here just with that small amount of funding. I, like you guys, have never been able to find a project management tool that I love. You know, my blog writers like one thing, my developers like one thing, my designers like a different thing, and it's so difficult to get them all on the same page. So when I had Roy Mann, the CEO of Monday.com on the show, I was pleasantly surprised at what he told me regarding his traction and his growth, and I said, maybe I should try this thing. So we now use Monday.com. I started with the magazine. We've launched the Latka magazine, solely dedicated to to SaaS founders. It's the only magazine focused on SaaS. And my content writers and my designers worked beautifully together on that project using monday.com for project management. I then said, well, let me give it a real test. Let me see if I can use this for sprints and product cycles with my developers using it as well. And so we did that for GitLatka on our last release. It worked like a charm. Never before have I been able to find one tool that my developers, my designers, and my writers, and myself can use and be happy with. You know, for me, I do most of my work waiting on the boarding deck about to get on a plane. I have to be able to access this stuff on my mobile device, and it works beautifully. We've been using it for several months now, and I said, Roy, I'd love to introduce this to my audience, but you got to give me a great discount. Make me a great offer. He said, Nathan, okay, fine. If your folks sign up and try today, we'll give them 10% off all plans if they use this link, nathanlacka.com forward slash Monday. So you can go there, try it for free, and if you decide to start paying, you'll get 10% off. Again, that's nathanlacka.com forward slash Monday. I want to shift quickly to what you're doing now because it seems like with what you did at Country Outfitters, you learned a lot about e-commerce, which makes perfect sense why you now have launched Engine Commerce. So what does Engine Commerce do and what's your revenue model? How do you make money? So, you know, we were a um, we were more of a technology company than we ever were a retail company there. So we come at it from the operational standpoint uh, at Acumen. So I've got my old CTO, uh, one of my best, oldest friends. I mean, we've been working together since the late 80s. We actually built a bulletin board together when we were still in high school. Is that Terry, the lawyer? No, no. Terry was my partner in Acumen. This yeah. is Jim Kane. Uh, okay. Jim, uh, Jim is a genius, um, a 10x developer if there's ever been one. And um, so the model of Engine is to take our learnings and our frustrations with some of the off-the-shelf platforms. I think they're built for mom and pops. 
um, to come into a um, uh, a scenario where you've got really good uh, semi-custom ability um, in, in an e-commerce platform. So more power. So we're, that's how we're looking for stores that are a million to a hundred million dollars in revenue. We'll build them a, a custom solution uh, and really around how to grow a brand. So like I say, not for mom and pops and, and definitely not enterprise. So you're not going to run a a Fortune 500 retailer through it, but it's that big middle point. Uh, and o- only physical products, or what if someone's selling like a digital course via e-commerce? Uh, digital would be fine. Uh, it's uh, it, it, it's tailored to do pretty much any. Anything you want. We're, in fact, we're heavy into content and commerce. That's a lot of the things we're building out. Um, as you look at how you communicate and, and grow traffic today, uh, to me, it's all around content. Yep. So and you're pre-revenue right now. Uh, no, actually. Um, so we we've uh, we had a profitable fourth quarter last year uh, on beta, onboarding some beta customers. Uh, we pushed pause on that after we finished our uh, uh, series seed round. So we raised a two million dollars seed round, uh, and uh, we're launching the product with uh, a brand we own internally. It's a million or so dollar scrubs business, medical scrubs. So huh. uh, uh, yeah, mom and dad are proud. I'm using my medical degree to. to, to I was about to say, would you consider those things behind your bed framed receipts or have you actually used them? You know, uh, they are framed receipts of 11 years of medical training, uh, but that taught me how to learn. Yeah. Uh, Those those of you listening only on the podcast and not watching via YouTube, he has his diplomas (laughs) framed behind his head. And I said, are these receipts? (laughs) Yeah, that is correct. Okay. So, but here's, so like, why doesn't a guy like you, if you have this technology and you know, it can be applied to a lot of these brands, why not go raise a big private equity fund, buy up all these e-commerce brands and put your tech (laughs) behind it? You know, that was the that was the question. And I, I think it came down to, man, I've been doing e-commerce uh, as, as an operator for the last 20 years. And I, I, I just feel like it's a little more scalable for me now in my stage of career to build software. I want to focus on one thing rather than five different things. So, yeah, yeah we, we went down the thought process of how to find some struggling brands that were vertically integrated. I mean, we wouldn't buy another country outfitter yeah. for sure. We'd want something completely vertical vertically integrated with the nice margins, the digitally native vertical. That enables your targeting on Facebook or Google to actually work. Right. Exactly. Right. And to build a lifetime value, people don't care where they bought their boots from. They cared what kind of boots. And so the ability today with uh, with the software is to um, establish a direct relationship to the customer. Is it SaaS, John, or is it like more professional service? A little bit of both to start. So it'll eventually it'll be a click, 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 and you're up and running without ever talking to someone, similar to a Shopify or Big Commerce or some of the others. Uh, but in the earliest phase, we're looking for 30 partners or so that we will build out from scratch and and go to war with you. We'll, we'll help you with your strategy. We'll help you know how to set this thing up. And and through that process, we're gradually, probably in a year or so, we'll have a automated uh, click, click, click type solution. But for now, there's services a- attached to it. So in 20, we, go ahead. Yeah. I was going to say in 2018, just because just because you're kind of going to test and then transition to pure play SaaS, which is smart. Um, in 2018, how much revenue do you think you'll do? I mean, are we talking like a million or 5 million or 500 grand? You know, it just depends on uh, on services. We'll probably do a couple, three million in services yeah. uh, and, and we'll easily get to a million ARR uh, if things go uh, as planned. So. Do you have any AR, any MRR now or no? You haven't turned that on yet. We do. We have uh, two customers on it, and it's about twenty five hundred dollars a month on average. Is for each you know, of them. 
for each of them. It's a Shopify Plus level uh, payment. These are both very small stores on it, so probably the smallest that we we would onboard. So you might pay a little bit more if you were running, you know, twenty or fifty million dollars uh, of revenue through the store. But I try to keep it close as twenty five hundred a, yep. a month as we can. Yeah, that makes good sense. Now, now let's say you build up the SaaS platform. Twenty five hundred bucks a month is kind of baseline. How will you drive expansion revenue? Is it number of SKUs? Is it volume of transactions? Is it number of targeted ads? What would it be? Gosh, I hate um, success fees. Yeah, me too. I, I, That's I really why I asked. Do. Uh, I, I really do. So no, it's got to be expansion of services. Uh, we're working on uh, a couple things that are fairly interesting. So um, in that front, so if you look at one of the biggest complaints is, man, I've got 30 logins to manage my e-commerce store. So we're trying to get that down as, as low as possible. So uh, we're working on an, e- uh, an, uh, an uh, e-commerce CRM in the back of this. So it'll have all your email marketing. But you know, I hate batch and blast email marketing the way a lot of people are yep. doing it. So when we had 11 million uh, subscribers. You couldn't just yell cowboy boots every day. Hey, buy cowboy boots. That's terrible. It didn't work. So we switched to this model of you know, user generated actions. So if user X uh, did event Y, Cascade Z would happen. And so we're building that in. So that'll probably be the first big thing we launched to expand the revenue. That, out that of is them. the tech you're building, the ability to yeah. scale those custom moment marketing kind of things. Yeah, event-driven marketing, uh, your CRM, your uh, how you acquire customers uh, as well. So this entire suite of products that you know we're probably thirty percent done with with that piece of it. We've got what I think is one of the two or three best uh, platforms and probably the best for a uh, a high volume merchant that has some development capacity. Um, and we eventually move it towards uh, a little downstream to, to democratize it a little bit, where you don't have to have uh, a, a tech genius. On on your staff to use it, which is kind of, you know, we're in between, uh, we're awkward teenager right now. Yeah, I guess. yeah. Last question before we wrap up with the famous five, what's the most interesting digital brand you're working with? So someone's selling online courses or eBooks or books or things like that. Gosh, you know, um, I, I, I'm, uh, we have not worked with a completely digital brand right, right now. Like I say, we've got three people using the software. Um, but, uh, masterclass, I believe is my favorite of all. Good they're, Lord, they're, you, they're using you right now. No, they are not. Okay. I wish that, I, I'm just a, a fanboy of theirs. I love uh, the UX UI of that. I love the, I mean, geez, Steph Curry. I'm a chess player. So Gary Kasparov. Wow. I mean, what a great brand they've built. And they so do we're, great we're targeting aspirate. on Facebook. Yeah. Yeah, they're, they're, they're fantastic. So we're, we're not quite there yet. I, I'll let you know as soon as we get our first digital and uh, it, it'll be a lot of fun. And what, uh, year, what year did you launch the company, by the way? Uh, this year. So okay. we've been up and running since, oh, really, I think we took our first bit of capital in May uh, of last year. So we're we're not quite a year old yet. Very good. All right, John, let's wrap up with the famous five. Number one, what's your favorite business book? Uh, rework. Yeah. Uh, Jason Freed. Uh, no question. It's not even close. Number two, is there a CEO you're following or studying? Oh, gosh. I mean, if you're not watching Jeff Bezos, you're an idiot uh, in this space. So I, I, I feel a little bad picking that. So I'm going to say Mark Lore uh, with Jet. Uh, my old CMO is now their chief customer officer there. So it's fun to watch what the two of them are uh, kind of cooking up together. Did Walmart overpay? Well, of course they did, but Mark Lore's a genius. There's only <laughs> there's only two of him, and one's named Jeff Bezos, and then Mark's the other one. So, right. uh, yeah, they, of course they overpaid. Number, you, have to, you have to. Number three, what's your favorite online tool for building your business besides your own? 
Gosh, you know, I really like Clavio. Um, I've really grown to enjoy some of the things, not necessarily off the shelf, but some of the things you can do um, with with their flows. And um, it's good email marketing if you use it correctly. It's a good tool. Number four, how many hours of sleep do you get every night? Yeah, not much. I think I slept four last night. And Um, what's your situation? They're married, single, have kids? Married with a with three kids, oh, wow, 10, okay. 12, and fourteen, and so what I do, you know, I, I work here till six o'clock, then I'll go home, and I'm a family guy from ten until my wife falls asleep on the couch, and so from let's say ten thirty till uh, two o'clock, I'm working on engine or playing PUBG, so I'm kind of <laughs> you know. And, ha- and how old are you, John? I'm forty three. All right, last question: What do you wish your twenty year old self knew? Oh my gosh. Um, how to not be chief doing officer. So I've been, I, I, I struggled to scale my first several office, uh, businesses. Um, you know, they were nice. I, I, I bootstrapped my first three or four to a million ish dollars of revenues. So it was great. But if I would have learned how to delegate responsibility and, uh, and, and hire people smarter than me to, to do simple tasks, boy, I would have, I'd have gone a lot further, a lot quicker. Guys, there you have it. Delegate, delegate, delegate. From John, had a big, big success with Country Outfitters and a secondary offering when a big VC came in and bought uh, a, basically 83 million bucks worth of the stock. That company, it was called kind of Country Outfitters Acumen Brands. He then took that money, launched an accelerator, did some other things, but now he's focused on a, uh, a company called Engine E-Commerce, founded in 2017, raised some capital. They're focused on basically taking the tech they used at his first e-commerce brand and, and allowing anyone to use it at scale, especially in the new world we're in. So they've currently got two customers paying 2,500 bucks a pop, five grand in MRR, hoping to do about 3 million in services here in 2018 and growing that monthly recurring revenue to about 88 grand a month or a million dollar run rate. We'll check back in a year with them. In the meantime, John, thanks for taking us to the top. Hey, thanks so much. Enjoyed it.